Hello and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s and 30s. I'm Chantelle the Coach, a court life and confidence coach for single women and this week I wanted to talk to you about mindset and specifically this week about growth mindset. You may or may not have heard of growth mindset before, but in today's episode, I want to explore how useful that can be to you as a single woman that is trying to get through this life, as any type of millennial even, just trying to navigate the world now that we're all pretty much in that adulthood, have all had the chance to get out of education and get into a job element and kind of work out what it really means to be here and doing what we're doing and to continue on in the world constantly doing something that has no particular end. Sometimes I think we think there's an end goal to this world in sense of all the achievements that we think that we should be working towards and aim for and whilst that can be a wonderful thing to do, along the way your mindset absolutely matters And you might reconsider some of those goals that have been suggested to you before. You might even think they're not the ones for me. But being able to understand the differences in a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and to then be able to apply that to your life and what that means to you is what we're going to look at in today's episode so that you can achieve more, get more done and stop being held back by the elements of a fixed mindset that might be holding you back. It's very possible that you think that you can't do things in life, that there are blockages and that it's not worth trying. This links to resilience. Resilience is about getting back up when something has gone wrong. And my goodness, has resilience tied in with having that growth mindset been a key part of my two years so far of being single? Because that first started for me going through my divorce. And whilst you might not have gone through divorce yourself, we've all gone through a breakup. I'm sure we can all empathise, or many of us can empathise or sympathise with the idea of a breakup and how life-changing that can be. You don't have to be married to have your whole life feel like it's being turned upside down through a breakup because your lives were entwined. You potentially had friends and a house together or living arrangements that definitely brought together two schedules regularly and that person that you always relied on. And so um, a fixed mindset would very much look at things like that and you would potentially give up. Now, it's not necessarily the most applicable in that sense, but it it is. And when we then get back into dating, um, having that fixed mindset holds us back because we think, oh, what's the point in trying? Every time something bad happens... We think that that's a negative thing that's happening to us. We think that it's not going to get any better. And we just don't want to do it again. We opt out. Now, I'm all for opting out. If you decide, because you have tried and the experience you've had, if you decide that you no longer want to date, then that's down to you. Every decision should be yours. You shouldn't think, well, Chantel said this on the Single Girls Guide to I should be going out there and trying. You might want to try at certain points and you might not want to. Remember that every decision in your life should be yours to make. And you can ask as many people as you want for their opinion and advice, though sometimes that can get confusing. Or you can seek knowledge yourself to work things out. But a growth mindset, on the other hand, is something that 
looks at things as an opportunity. It looks as, at setbacks as a necessary part of the feedback loop of learning something new, of experiencing something and moving forwards with it after that. It's not about getting it right every time and never failing. It's about using that failure, using that experience to use, to catapult you forwards into something. And so a divorce or breakup is a big setback and it can feel like a failure. I actually don't believe that any breakup is a failure because that only comes about because we think that every relationship we have should last forever. And that's where we sometimes feel like that's a failure, particularly with marriage where there was that element of maybe being contractual or the idea that it was forever. And then you feel like you failed because of that. When in actual fact, whilst that has probably been my personal biggest challenge it's not my biggest thing to work on but it has been the biggest challenge that needed the mindset work that went with it because of the impact it had on so many other people trying to stay resilient and trying to be like this is an opportunity for growth was the most testing in that regard but I don't know where my personal growth mindset came from it's not something you necessarily have or don't have I think it depends on the environment that's around you and what's encouraged. And even then, it was never taught to me explicitly, to my knowledge. I very much focused on it more so in the last two years. But also as a teacher, I focused on it a lot more in the last seven years because we use it in education all the time. It's important to understand that the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset is the difference in if you achieve something. So from a teacher perspective, obviously, that's about grades. But from our personal perspective, that's about what we achieve in our life for our different areas, such as wealth, career, home, friendships, relationships, family, spirituality, and any other category you can come up with. Having a growth mindset is what keeps you going when the going gets tough. And the going will get tough. No matter what you're seeking to do, a business venture, a relationship, there are lots of other elements to balance within that. You can't just maintain a positive attitude because we have to be upset at times we have to experience that setback and the emotion that it brings to us but it's understanding that we see everything as a challenge that it's an opportunity to learn more and that anything that we do fail in or, or have a setback in isn't a problem it's just something that we develop further with and learn from as time goes on and we just continue to want to get better at things because there is no end goal. Yes, you might set yourself goals to help you pace and motivate, but you have this inherent belief that you can do whatever you want. You could get better at anything if you put your mind to it. Whereas a fixed mindset says, well, I can't do that. I'm not like that. You have that kind of, it's a little bit nature nurture. A growth mindset is definitely built upon the fact that you can do something about it. And I know Stephen Bartlett references this in um, Happy Sexy Millionaire, but this is to do with then the idea of the locus of control. Is your locus of control internal or external? Do you believe that you have the power to do something about what you achieve and what you do? Or do you blame external factors like, I don't have the money, I'm no good at that and that nature element as opposed to that nurture element. And you're not worried about what other people think either. 
When you apply a growth mindset and you keep everything internal, it is not about being better than other people. It's about making your life exactly the way you want it and just continuing to get better at something. Now, as a single woman, you could be like, well, other than dating, where does this apply? This applies in loads of areas because as single millennial women, confidence lacks. Confidence to go out there and go after what you really want. We sometimes lack the belief. So if it was a job that you really want to go for, whether you're changing career or just going for like a promotion, we doubt ourselves so much. We get in our heads. We think we can't do it. There is a stat and I don't know the number off the top of my head, but we know that when a job ad goes out, when the job spec person specification is given, women are more likely to evaluate it and go, well, I don't have that, that and that. So I'm not applying. Whereas men will generally look at that and go, well, I don't have that, that and that, but I'm still applying because they've got the other seven things on the list, but not those three. It's interesting that there is a gender difference between if we're going to go for it because there are three things on it that we don't think we're good at or have any experience of, um, and then men will more so. And that tells me that we don't believe we can do it. We think that there are those blockages in our way and that we shouldn't go for it just because we're not a perfect match for that thing. When in actual fact, we know we could learn those things. A job spec, for example, is the ideal thing that a company is looking for. Can you imagine if everybody had those ideals? You have got to go for it when you might only have those little bits. And if you fail in applying, the idea is, is that experience has allowed you to learn. Whether you receive no feedback at all, you get no feedback from that company. They don't say, oh, we're really sorry it was this. They just say, nope, it's not gone through. I've had that hundreds of times. Uh, you have to see it as, well, I practiced my CV. I went through and adapted it to make it specific for that job spec. I reevaluated what my skill set are and how that applies to this role. And you might have learned also through that process of writing it if you felt passionate about it or not. Because if you don't feel passionate filling in your job description or your covering letter rather, then maybe you don't want it all that much. And you also... There's a little bit of faith in there, I think, sometimes that makes a growth mindset a nicer thing to kind of try and apply, which is believing that that was a redirection for something else. So how you apply that growth mindset can have different forms. But I think as single women that don't always have all of the support around us at all times, when you feel like you're doing things on your own and that there isn't necessarily one, two or three people there for you to do it, Applying that growth mindset is the bit about realizing that it isn't fixed. It isn't something you can't do anything about. It's about realizing that you have the power to change anything that you want in your life. And the growth mindset idea comes from Carol Dweck to make sure that I reference her and the work that she's done. She was the one that found this idea behind those that actually applied a growth mindset and believed that they could do more, went on to achieve more. And that's backed up by a study by Rosenthal, which looked at what's called the Pygmalion effect. If you've ever seen My Fair Lady, um, and Pygmalion is what that's originally based upon. That was the idea that was that they transformed this woman, the, the book, the film, and they transformed this woman to be of high society. Um, and everyone treated her differently because of that. And the Rosenthal study looked at children in classrooms and looked at 
telling teachers that these children were clever and these children weren't quite so clever based on a test they'd done and to see how different people treated them and how that affected the outcome when in actual fact those children weren't any more intelligent than the other and they found that having these expectations these higher expectations of those pupils and as we saw or you may have seen in my fair lady or whatever version you've seen of pygmalion is that we are treated differently with those high expectations and the outcomes can be different now there's obviously an element of that that can only go so far it's not going to just by believing doesn't mean that you are going to be the best you know tennis player there is an element of skill needed to be involved if that was something you were going to work on however I think the important part of that study is that the expectations determine some of the outcome and determine how we are treated by others. With a growth mindset, it's almost like, what are the expectations you have of yourself? And are they high enough? And do you treat yourself with the warmth and the fairness that you should if you felt like you already had the power and knowledge and skill within you, just it needed unlocking? If you fully believe that this was what you were meant to do and that you were meant to go through this setback in order to learn something, how much more enjoyable would that journey be? How much more would you get done as a result of that? I appreciate the fact that I have practiced and practiced and practiced applying that growth mindset because it makes such a difference to your life. You are able to let go of so many more things and not dwell on them half as much. And as a generation whose mental health is poor, with anxiety quite high and or depression too, this matters. This matters because we worry about so much all the time. We worry about pleasing others. We worry about making sure we get it right all the time and not making a mistake. When in actual fact, and this is also a fact, your brain grows just a little bit more when you do something wrong. Then the pathways in your brain develop more when you get it wrong. Knowing that and knowing the research behind these things where having high expectations for yourself or, and, and encouraging others to have that of you too, and the fact that if you believe it, you're more likely to achieve things has a positive impact on your outcomes, is a no-brainer to me. Why would I not sit and see things as learning if it was going to benefit me in the long term? And that's why you should be doing that too. It's easier to say, obviously. But if you've never heard of this before, this is one of the core things, I think. There's a really easy and simple way to start applying it in your life. And this is in particular if you have a very fixed mindset where you don't believe you can do something. So let's take an example that you are, let's go back to the running analogy because I can do those ones very easily. Um, let's say that you want to run a 5K. You want to join in with a park run and you want to be able to run a 5K, run it the whole way through. And maybe you're not a runner at all. If you are a runner, you can adapt this. You want to run it sub 30. If you have a fixed mindset, you're going to tell yourself this. I can't run. I can't run 5k. I can't run 5k in under 30 minutes. You're going to tell yourself those things. And you're going to continue. I'm no good at that. I can't do that. It's too hard. And by doing that, you're, you're com 
pleating the element of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're telling yourself that, you won't do it, and then you'll be able to go, see, I told you I can't run. I told you I couldn't do it. Even though you want to because you set this goal, but you're putting in a mental blockage because you don't want to face the fact that this is hard work and it's easy to say that you can't do it, so you don't have to do it, usually. However, a very simple tool for this. If you find your brain instantly doing that, like, I can't do this, I don't know how I'm going to do this, I don't know how I'm going to do this, can't do it, can't do it. And that goes for anything, not just running. You add the word yet on the end. I can't do it yet. Yet is so powerful within that sentence there or at the end of any sentence like that because it implies there is a time where you will be able to do that. Not yet, but you will. And if you've ever explored SMART goals before, which I know I've spoken about, then of course you want to give yourself goals that are time bound from time to time and make sure that you're tracking for that. However, just because you don't meet your SMART goal within the time you set, doesn't mean you can't extend it. For example, you may have just made the time limit on it too short because you didn't realize how long it was gonna take. Depends on your fitness levels for running. If you're already doing something cardio or something that gets your heart rate up, then actually running might not be a problem. If you're going from the idea of couch to 5K, those programs that work in that way where you don't do any exercise at all, it's gonna potentially take you longer than some other people. If you're a runner when you're at school, and you're just picking it back up, then running later might not be such a problem. Um, so that's all to do with time. But realistically, using tools like adding the word yet are very, very simple techniques to starting to develop a growth mindset. Instead of telling yourself you can't, you're just saying you can't do it yet. And it's all about these little tweaks of things, of how you can shift. Journaling, as I've spoken about a number of times, is where I reflect on what's happened and how I can see the learning from it. In the moment, sometimes you can't avoid that negative thinking. It's, it's not possible because you're having an emotional reaction. So you have to let that out. But once you've got to a point where you can accept what's happened, the growth mindset bit is that I didn't do it this time, but I will next. If you think about any athlete at all, they would have to have a growth mindset. Yes, they eventually do an event where they compete against others, they can't get up every day going, I can't run that far in that time. Because if they were saying that to themselves every day, you know that they wouldn't become Olympians, gold medalists, and do the things that they did. They have to go into those things with a growth mindset because they have to believe that they can get better every day. They have to believe that they can do something about it. And they have to believe that when they get something wrong, when they don't run as fast as they could, they need to look at what they could have done about it to fix it to be able to give them the feedback they need. And yep, they've probably got a coach on the side helping them out, giving them tips to go, what did you think you did wrong? And they may or may not be able to come up with it themselves. And the coach goes, oh, what about that? You could have done that there. Well, instead of this, what would have happened if you tried that? And essentially, that's what life coaching is. Specifically, I talk with single women about their single life to help them. It's that same principle. Growth mindset's are possible to do on your own, to adjust. Sometimes you just want that coach at the side though, prompting you, helping you to see the obvious that is obvious to everyone else and becomes obvious to you after, but you don't realize that until later on. A growth mindset is the thing that can help change your life because 
doing it empowers you. No longer do you see setbacks as a statement about how good you are, how much you're worth. Like dating, dating, dating. Dating in the growth mindset is necessary. We cannot go through the dating on apps process without applying a, a growth mindset. Otherwise, we would feel so down. It's hard enough as it is anyway, because it can be a pull on your emotions. Oh, the swiping and the unmatching and the ghosting, it all adds up. But if we didn't take the experiences that we had and learn from them, such as, well, I didn't start that conversation that well. I think communication's a big one. Whether you're dating or in a relationship, I think having that growth mindset of, oh God, I didn't say that well. Even if it takes you six months later, I sometimes look back at the conversations I've had through dating and I go, Chantel, you did not communicate what you meant at all. You did not do that in the way that you would talk about doing that. (laughs) Things are very easy to talk about. And when we get to practicing them, they're hard. I am by no means a perfect human. And I think everybody should walk around with that attitude. We are destined to make mistakes because firstly, there is no one right way. And secondly, there are so many different ways to do things based on all the slightly different scenarios and factors there are within each scenario that what worked that time isn't going to work exactly that time. It is so difficult to navigate life, let alone navigate when you're trying to explore another person and introduce them into a life. You are going to get things wrong. I have definitely said things too bluntly in my time, whether that's at work, whether that's in relationships. Sometimes I feel like I've let things go too easily and not said enough. Everything is this fine balance and there isn't an exact right. But going, hmm, later on, could I have said that in a better way? Could I have taken ownership of that? I'm working on I statements at the moment to try and express needs in a particular way. Just because I talk about these things doesn't mean I've got them all exactly sussed out. I talk about boundaries a lot. I'm reading a book on boundaries. Probably going to learn some more there. A growth mindset believes that you're not done learning. I think that's a big one, that you can never be done. Okay, yeah, I set that boundary well with my mum, say. Said, no, you can't just come in my house without a key. Well, without me being there. She has the key, sorry. Does that mean I'm an expert on setting boundaries and can set boundaries with ease all the time? No. But I am one step closer and one step better at setting the boundary. And also, when you set a boundary, it's only set if you then hold it. But a growth mindset adopts the fact that you won't be done. You can't be done because you don't know what the new scenario is going to be. You can feel better equipped. You can feel more confident. You're not done. You're not done because you read that book. You're not done because you got that job. Because there's always some way to get better at the thing that you're hoping to get better at. And it's nice when you have people around you that encourage a growth mindset. I think I sometimes associate growth mindset and fixed mindset sometimes with optimism and pessimism. In optimism, you are able to see the silver lining. And I don't think we should go for toxic positivity and toxic optimism, as I mentioned before, There has to be negative emotions sometimes and reactions to what's happened because it's not fair. doesn't feel fair. feels like a setback. feels annoying. But 
not dwelling on that for too long and going, okay, what can I learn from this? Is one of the most simple journal prompts that you could do to look at shifting towards a growth mindset. What did I learn from this? How can I get better at this tomorrow? What could I have said here instead of what I said? And I wouldn't do that so close to sort of a dating or relationship breakup because sometimes that makes you regret what you did. You want to give that one a little bit of time. Like even if you just went through your phone now, because I don't know about you, but I archive all my dating chats in my WhatsApp and hilarious to look back sometimes at, at either my response or their responses at times and just look and go, oh, now that you're on a, a kind of an objective place rather than subjective and in the middle of it at the time, can you look at it and go, I could have said this here. I could have tried to see what that did. It may have made no difference, but there's that learning element. Learning in growth mindset, focusing on getting better and seeing any setback as an opportunity, believing that you can get better at anything, communication, relationships, family, boundaries and all the practical things as well like managing a house better using my time better and not wasting time on social media for hours on end it's the belief that you are in control of that that what you're able to do in your life and get better at in terms of skills even like interpersonal skills isn't fixed you're not like it forever you can change it being around people that do that and talking that way all the time is helpful. If you're around people that encourage it, then also believe it, then they see it. And if you take kind of the vibrational laws, then if everyone's vibing on that, I'm just trying to get better and better every day. It doesn't matter if I make a mistake. You're more willing to take risks if you apply a growth mindset because you're not afraid because you know that if it all goes a bit wrong, you'll learn something in the process of doing it and you'll be re redirected. So hanging out in the single girls club sometimes where we talk positively about being single, about embracing that status and going forward is one way to find space for everyone to do that. Or if you want that one-to-one -one work, then working with a life coach, regardless of if it's myself or someone else, you've got to always find the right coach for you. Life coach, relationship coach, mindset coach. They all have very similar elements to them. Some specialize. Sometimes you just want to be around that energy. You want to hear what it is that they're asking you in order to direct you to that mindset that's going to unlock the potential in you. But you can start, you can start small with adding yet to things. If you notice yourself saying, I could never do that. I can't do that yet. It's where you shift. Journaling, prompting. What did I actually learn from that experience? How was that really negative thing that happened to me? So in my case, my divorce, actually beneficial to me. What did I learn through that? What did I gain through that? Oh my goodness, my divorce allowed me to realise that my friendships were not up to scratch. I had friends. I was able to socialise. The depth of my relationships, friendships, was poor. And it required me, what I learned, to be more vulnerable over time. And I had to reach out to them more. No one could know that I needed to talk about things unless I expressed that I needed to talk about things. And my friendships now very core group but anyone I can speak to anybody and I'm quite encouraging I'm now a lot more curious about all people but my core friendships are so much stronger now because through that event I realized that I didn't have all of those people being taken care of and I think it will impact on my relationships too 
Because I don't ultimately think relationships are much different from friendships. There's just an added element to it. A little bit slightly more of a higher expectation in some bits, depending on what kind of relationship route you go down. But my goodness, growth mindset and resilience has been that key for me to keep on going. I've gone through a lot in the last two years. We all have, just with COVID. Throw in a divorce, family members being lost, dogs being lost, operations as well. That's just, that's my experience. Oh, if I didn't have a growth mindset, resilience and positivity, I don't know what would be happening right now. <laughs> but you have to embrace those things. I laugh because it does seem surprising. And I think mindset has a lot to be spoken for. The fact we have studies that tell us that if we believe in ourselves, we can achieve more. Oh, why are we not just believing in ourselves? And it's doing it. It's going out there, practicing it, doing it every day and being the very best that you can be. Single life is not a negative thing. It is an opportunity. If you see single life as a, as a setback, you have got to shift it. You need to get in the single girls club because the other day I asked women, what do you love about being single? And the replies that came back tell you why it's so great to be single. And if you can't come up with it, they will. It's about building this for yourself. About realising that this is an opportunity for getting better. And this doesn't just have to be about single life but I speak to you as a single woman and how you can apply that mindset to make the very most of it. I really hope that you've taken away something from this. Growth mindset is probably one of my most passionate topics. So I hope that that's come through and you've got some ideas around it. If you've never heard of it, I hope it makes sense. Um, I hope you can try to start shifting away from a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset will always creep in here and there because it's testing the edge of your comfort zone. Because your comfort zone grows as you get more confident and your skills develop. But you always get towards that edge again. And you've got to put the, the one foot out of the comfort zone element that I've heard Stephen Bartlett talk about as well. Keeping one foot out and one foot in. So keep on going. Apply the mindset as you do it. Try yet out. Journal through it. And join the Single Girls Club if you're not already there. Or look at coaching if you fancy it. Until next time, single ladies, keep thriving.